Welcome back to Mom Nation Unscripted. Now a word from our sponsor. The best way for a mom in business to make the biggest impact online without living online is by designing her business to provide an experience that works with who she is at her core. That's why I created the Brand Experience Identity Quiz to help you find your brand's personality so you can create the best business for you and your family first. You can take it at brandingwithbeth.com forward slash BEI quiz. And I'll see you inside the BizMom Mastermind here in Mom Nation. Oh, hey! We are back. Week, well, season three, episode seven, you told me. You told Mm -hmm. me. Wow, that's crazy. So it feels like we just started, you know, season two not too long ago. So this is really weird to me. It's really moving right along. And it's funny how when you go on vacation like you did, how you're just like, you kind of lose, you lost a week. Like, yeah, totally. (laughs) Tell me, what did you guys do for the last two weeks? (laughs) Oh my goodness. Um, So we missed you last week. We had a really great episode, um, but we did miss you. It was, it was really cool. It was about the eight areas of self-care. Did you even know there were eight? No, I like this though. Yeah. Yeah. So when you, when you have a moment to breathe, I know it's a lot coming back from vacation and, and momming and businessing and all of that. But when you have a moment to breathe, please download the episode from iTunes <laughs> and, <laughs> and get a and listen. And review it. Yes. Five star only, please. Um, but <laughs> it, it, it really was great. And it was eye opening for, I think the three of us. So it was Jenny and, and Sherry and I um, actually, was it just, wait, just you and Jenny. Just me and Jenny. See, I don't even remember anymore. I think Sherry had a situation. She was going to be on yeah. there, but she had a situation. You know how those go. Um, so Jenny and I spoke quite a, quite a long time. It was about an hour show about these eight areas of self-care. And to be honest with you, I learned, I learned some stuff because, you know, I thought, okay, exercise. Yeah. Okay. You know, taking time for yourself. Yeah. Okay. But there are some First other things on there. Yeah. Like, like, financial self-care was on there mm-hmm. pretty interesting that's what, would also love the parts that you guys talked about with regard to the house tidy minimalist type stuff and you guys referred back to um the challenge we had which was great yes the challenge that beth facilitated in january yeah that was awesome that was fun that was a good time that was a yeah good time. Wow. And your week? Well, I went on vacation to Idaho mostly. And um, so we went up and I know you've seen this, but we went, um, I met up with Amanda Woodbury, one of our uh, Idaho state leaders. And um, Amanda and I, we went, uh, she gave me a tour of all of the major sites that we know of that are connected to the Lori Vallow Chad Daybell case. Oh, I'm getting the chills. You have to tell us. We have to like take a minute. You have to tell us some of this stuff. Oh my gosh. Okay. So like the, the first place that we went was uh, outside the townhomes and we stayed like off properties. We, we didn't want to like 
we know that people are still living in these places and we know that there are plenty of innocent people that like they're going through some hell because of this and uh and they've done nothing wrong and so we wanted to be as respectful as possible while still having this experience and oh my gosh i can't recommend this kind of experience enough but which i'll get into in a minute but we started outside these townhomes and so there's you know a couple hundred townhomes and so we were able to see like oh roughly this is one of these buildings was Lori's, and one of you know this building was alex's didn't really know the number of, of uh, melanie Pulowski's townhome or anything but you know they're all in the same townhome area and so like it was just so sad because you could see how someone could get away with murder in that house because there was a garage attached to it and uh, to the back of the house so you could just leave and no one would ever know and um we we were able to uh go we drove by the the jail where both Lori and Chad are at, they're, they're at separate jails. There's a men's jail and a women's jail. Um, and what he's in, I think, the Fremont County one, and she's in the Madison County one. And so they're in separate jails. And um, because she was in Rexburg and he was in Santa, uh, whatever town he is, but. <laughs> one, and of one of those towns, separate counties. So, um, and so she was in the women's facility. We saw the courthouse where, you know, everything happened. We went to uh, BYU, Idaho, where um, it's known that they were walking around before Chad's wife was dead. Um, you know, they were walking around like a couple before that even happened. Um, and then we went out to Chad's house and uh, the police had, you know, two sections of the fence recovered, but the whole town, um, and especially in the houses right around Chad's house, they had these silver and white um, ribbons everywhere for Tylee and JJ. And uh, it, that was really, really touching. Um, and I, I, you know, we saw they had this memorial section of the fence right outside of um, Chad's house where they had all of these pictures and cards and you know just all sorts of things that people have, have dropped by to create this memorial space for Tylee and JJ. Fortunately somebody did have a picture of Tammy up there as well. I was kind of bummed that nobody has like a big picture of Charles because Charles is as much of a victim in all of this as, as any of them uh, which Charles is Lori's husband that was shot down here in Chandler. Um, and so it was it was a really interesting experience. After that, we went uh, and we drove to Del Taco because after um, after Alex, Lori's brother, buried Kylie, he went to Del Taco right after. And so, driving that road and driving <clears throat> driving into Del Taco and thinking about the fact that he just like killed and buried his niece and he's like let me go get a taco that like can you imagine eating after no. for days after you do something like that and then he's like i'm gonna go to jail taco and it, it it was like driving these roads and looking at these roads and thinking about the fact that people did do and that this one man did do this terrible things and this with with the support and collaboration of other people but that he just like drove these roads to go do this this 
horrific, horrific task. And he did it multiple times. And then he goes and eats a taco after, which makes, you know, I was very disappointed. I didn't have my tacos and true crime shirt on that day. But it was also like, if you're somebody that loves true crime, I just think that everybody, I think everybody should do it, whether you like true crime or not, but you should go drive the paths that killers take knowing that you are driving the exact roads that they took when they did horrific things because it completely changes how you look at the victims. It completely, like you, you develop so much more empathy for the families, for the victims, for everybody involved. Um, I never would have thought that I wasn't empathetic, but in the, the, you know, day that I went and did this, I ended up falling asleep and taking it. I feel like emotionally it took a lot out of me in that, that afternoon I took a nap and I wake up from that. And I was just so angry for, for Tammy, uh, who she did nothing wrong. She was just the wife of somebody who was cheating on her, who was crazy. Right. And, and, um, so just having that experience and understanding like how innocent people really are and it brings and makes things so much more tangible it makes things so much more real and emotional and it, it, it's just like an experience I just think everybody needs to experience that sort of thing to realize that these are not ghost stories these are real people's lives right and so what's the general tone of the community of the people like what's going on up there um it's actually really beautiful. A lot of the, the town, um, they have these, you know, ribbons out. They, they created memorials in different cities all around and that sort of thing. Um, but one of the things, yes, we know that like the extended family of, of JJ and Tylee, that the extended family is mourning them. We know that the extended family is going through this. But both Tylee, you know, Tylee's dad mysteriously died um, of a heart attack, which maybe he did, maybe he didn't. Um, and then JJ's dad or adopted dad, he, he died of gunshot. And so their dads aren't here to mourn them and their moms are the ones that did this to them. And so there's nobody, there's no parents to mourn these kids properly. Right. And so the, the community, you can see that the community is mourning for these kids the way that they deserve. Oh, man. I mean, chills head to toe the entire time you were talking about it. And I never really thought something, you know, that you said about driving these roads and being in, in these areas that, you know, your tires are hitting the same, like your rubber's hitting the same that their rubber hit. I can just imagine how, what's the word that I'm looking for? Like, it just really makes it real because yeah, we can watch it on TV. Stuff like you said, and we could watch the Netflix whatevers and all of that, but that's TV. Yeah, it it feels like a story. Yeah, it feels like a story. It feels like like uh, you know television. It doesn't feel like these are things that have actually happened. People, as much as we as we watch it, we think that it feels like you know, oh wow, this really happened to someone. It's it's a completely different experience, and like you know, it's something that I really. I want to I do in a, a, a bigger capacity in the future. I really want to 
go to Seattle and Florida and, and go to the places where Ted Bundy did the things that he did and, you know, experience these, these communities. And, um, you know, there's actually the documentary, um, I'll Be Gone in the Dark, that's on HBO right now about, I think it's Michelle McNamara. And she was just a true crime junkie who had a true crime blog. She, her work ultimately led to the Golden State Killer being taken down. And wow. Yeah. Yeah. But it was because she also had that experience where she went and she uh, went to the locations of certain crimes. And she ended up realizing, like, this is so night and day different when you actually go and you speak to the people who were actually victims of this or you're on the roads or, or see the houses when you actually go to the locations it completely transforms the experience that you have with these crimes crazy right. so that was your uh, one day of your vacation or did you that was one days? day that was one day of my vacation and then we went oh we were in the mountains by a river and just completely disconnected. I, uh, I, I literally locked my phone up. Um, I don't get hardly any reception there anyways, but I, I locked away so I don't play games or anything. Look at any screens and it is my favorite thing. I come back from it. Anytime I do this, I come back and I just feel so much more motivated, so much more inspired. I feel like I have purpose in life again, like just so many things. So it was a really great vacation. So it's perfect for the self-care conversation that we had last week because you did loads of self-care. Yeah, I was practicing self-care last week. That's <laughs> what I was doing. <laughs> I love it. I can't wait to listen. Yeah, I was um, really, again, just didn't realize that there's so many different areas that we really should care for ourselves and many don't for whatever reason maybe they're unaware like i was like the financial one i had no idea that that was a thing but it makes a lot of sense because if you're worried about finances or you know whatever you're stressed out about that stuff well then that's affecting you and really the the bottom line was is that stress is really debilitating and any opportunity to remove stress is going to be beneficial, so. And I know that we've talked about this in the past where like you grew up and you, uh, you didn't have very much money as a family. My family was the same, we didn't really have money. And uh, I, I, I'm sure you remember the difference just on your stress levels between not being able to have money and having money. And it's, it's crazy. It is crazy, but here's an interesting dynamic to how I grew up. So one side of my family was um, very well off, actually. Mm -hmm. And the other side of my family, so I'm talking two parents here, right? Didn't grow up with money at all. And in fact, was the extreme opposite. So it was kind of interesting for me growing up. And now that I look back on it with my adult eyes, it's a bit of a different story, right? Because as kids, you're still learning stuff and whatever. But looking back at uh, my adult eyes, yeah. Um, you know, the one parent that didn't have the support that grew up less fortunate had a lot of stress surrounding that. Um, and a lot of probably stress that came from childhood too. You know, we talk about that a lot. Oh, yeah. But the other side, the one that did have money, um, had a whole set of other different stresses that 
may or may not be financially related and it's their own mental health situation that they need to deal with or needed to deal with back then. But it's just kind of funny how money doesn't solve everything. So just because money is there, cool, cool, you're not having the stress about making rent and that kind of thing. But the rest of those self-care items, you know, referencing last week's show, make a big difference too. And so it kind of all goes hand in hand. And this is one of the topics we kind of talk about in the coaching industry quite a bit of new level, new devil, right? You might not, you, you might go to the point where you have money, but uh, when you're able to create that money, you end up losing time because you have to do things to, <laughs> to deliver for the money that you received or, or, you know, or to receive the money that you want, right? And right. so it's not, it's not like all of a sudden money just like makes problems disappear. But it can shift, um, I feel like it shifts the stress from a feeling of lack to a feeling perhaps sometimes of overwhelm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Of, of too much to do, not necessarily like, um, not, of, not of not having enough or, or fear of, of not having enough. So I find that so interesting. So, well, today we are going to be talking definitely along those lines, where we're going to be talking about how do you create money as a mom. And this is something that I've been seeing so many moms all over the world posting about, uh, because so many schools, so many schools, so many schools all over the world are not opening, or right. they're not functioning the same the way that they used to. And so, uh, some people have been laid off. Some people have been furloughed. Some people have um, just a variety of different financial issues coming up in connection to the changes that we're seeing in the school system. And uh, and it's not like childcare is an option the way that it was before. Right. And so knowing that, uh, we're going to take on how to create money as a mom, but not in a way that ends up making you hate your life, right? Is there a way to, to create money uh, using and doing things that you're passionate about, that you enjoy, that the things that actually make you happy? So I know that you said to me before we got on here, you were like, this is your thing. Like, you know, you know this stuff inside and out. And I do. I'll take that. Thank you. <laughs> and um, you, you also do this. Like, yes, you became a real estate agent before you had Jackson. Correct. And you also, um, you've also been able to maintain it as a mom. Mm -hmm. So tell me about like, what has it been like being really passionate about real estate as a mom and balancing that? So that's a, a really interesting question. And that's a huge conversation. How long do you have? <laughs> I know we need an episode just for this, right? <laughs> we do. We do. Um, that was a very interesting transition because the way that I did business prior to having my child really had to change because, you know, he came into the mix. So it was a lot of trial and error. Um, you know, just trying to find different ways of, um, 
of gaining clients, of, of getting new clients to work with. Um, also maintaining relationships with my past clients because that's very, very important. I have wonderful relationships with my past clients and you know those continue on and on and on. Um, and then the, the whole guilt thing was difficult and still is pretty difficult to deal with. So, so these are emotions and um, ways of managing my time that, that was really a lot of trial and error, like I said. I mean, I, I had to, to, I did a lot of crying <laughs> when I was figuring out how to work with having a newborn and um, still trying to run my business like I did before. And now keep in mind, it's not just this cute little bundle of joy that you've got to keep alive. Well, now I don't feel as good as I used to. Um, you know, I'm now I'm tired. I don't have as much energy as I used to have. So for me, um, I ended up having to make a decision. Either I can hire and leverage my time or I can start backing off on what it is I do for work. And, and let's face it, guys, I'm really passionate about it. I really love real estate. When I'm at work, sometimes, you know, when you're in the crux of it and you're doing the things you don't really love because there are pieces of, of the, you know, what I do that I don't necessarily love, like paperwork and junk like that. I'm not, you know, I sometimes get overwhelmed, but when I'm out doing what I love to do, so when I'm in the thick of a negotiation or when I am, you know, helping a family find their dream home where they're going to grow their family, perhaps like this is stuff I'm super passionate about. So giving that up was huge and it was a giant, giant decision and I couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. So what I ended up doing was I said, okay, well, leverage makes a lot of sense here. Um, so I ended up using a portion of what I was making and investing that in a nanny. Mm -hmm. And I had a nanny. Now let's face it. I work from home. So my mommy heart felt good. Cause I'm like, well, I'm going to be here. So if I need to nurse, I can nurse. If something goes down, I'm home. Like at the time he was three or four months. And so you like, don't want to just give your three, four month old baby to just anybody and leave for the day. You know what I mean? So I had her come and it worked out very well. And it just allowed me that opportunity to have my own time and space to get done what I needed to get done. It's amazing. Once you have a kid and then you have somebody helping you for a couple of hours, it's amazing how much more you get done in those couple of hours than you would have prior to having a kid. So <laughs> I would like cram my whole day into that four or five hours that I had the nanny. Um, so that way I could have both, right? I could have my passion. I could feel like I was, um, you know, bringing in something for the family. And then I also was able to care for my baby and spend that time with him. And I didn't have the guilt. Is, is that what you were looking for? I feel like. No, I love it. Okay. I wasn't okay. necessarily looking for anything. I just wanted to hear about your experience. So that's, that's beautiful. Awesome. And Sherry, I know that you do so many things to be able to, to contribute in your family. So tell us about that. Uh, yes. Um, I think that my motivation comes from my past, right? I was a single mom and I did work full time, um, but I was barely making it. And so now I want to do all of the things I want to still have my cake and eat it too, right? I want to be 
a good mom and be around, but I want to be able to get us to a point where we're building um, a legacy, basically, um, that will help the kids and be there for them when they grow into adults. And so something that Katie said that really resonated with me and that I want to get across today is passion. There's no way I would be able to do half of the things that I do if they didn't align with my passion. Um, and so something that I really love and connects with me is just helping people, whether that's with health and wellness or beauty or whatever it is, um, or school or education. If I wasn't helping people, I wouldn't have the drive to do all of this, you know? And so I think that the very first thing that I had to do is really sit back and assess what do I want in life? What makes me feel good? And what am I going to put my life and my drive into? And so that's a long, a long journey in itself, right? You have to figure out who you are and what you want to do and what your purpose is. How can you help others? Um, once I did that, that's kind of where we got on these different roads of what do I want to do that helps my family, but helps others as well. Yeah. Awesome. And, uh, I, I like that you're mentioning that about passion in particular. Uh, do you ever find that you like get in a rut where you're not feeling passionate about what you do? Um, I mean, we're all moms. We're all real, right? Corona's here. We're all quarantined. I think now more than ever, it's kind of like, man, my spouse is gone. I have these three kids. I work a full job regularly from home now. Um, so it takes its toll. But I think that when I see like before and afters, when I see results or when I just see my clients happy, no, like that is what motivates me. Um, because I've been on the other side of all of those things too, right? If you tell me, Hey, I'm going through this. I bet that I've been there and you know, what is more gratifying than being able to help another mom through a situation maybe you've lived and help them see that there is light at the end of the tunnel. You can come out on top. You know, I've, I've been at rock bottom before in life and I didn't think that there was a way out or a way up. Um, but I had some really amazing people that stood beside me and supported me and I clawed my way up and it might've been hard work, but now we're in a completely different lifestyle and completely different environment. My kids are happier. Um, so I definitely think that if it's tied to your passion, you can do anything and you can come up from the bottom. I love it. Um, so you guys know that in my work, uh, I've been able to help a lot of people build brands and a lot of them have been moms. And so usually I, I work with people building personal brands. Occasionally I'll, I'll be working with somebody on something like a school or, or something that's not somebody that's a mom. But I would say a solid 80 to 90% of the women that I work with are moms. And uh, I've been able to see people create businesses uh, where they're able to do things, where they're able to work from home, where they're able to um, write books. You know, I have, I have two clients right here, but I have books that they've written, right? And so, uh, you know, I have a, a client who wrote a book about parenting and another who wrote about her journey helping her son heal from um, a really difficult disease and, and that sort of thing. 
And so I have been able to see people take their, their absolutely most unexpected experiences and turn them into these, these businesses where they're able to help hundreds or thousands of people. And they're doing it as moms with kids on their lap, with kids yelling in the background, right? Um, some of them, you know, they'll go and they'll do things like they will hire, hire a nanny for help. Uh, for, for me, like I didn't know that my son was autistic for a long time. And so I had a kid yelling in the background and I didn't, I didn't even consider that like, you know, respite care would be a thing that would be an option for us. Um, and so it, it's, there's just so many things um, that when I think about it, every single woman that I've, I've helped that's been a mom, she's always wanted pretty much the same thing. She's always wanted to be able to buy organic produce. She's always wanted to be able to afford a, a slightly more eleva elevated lifestyle for her family. She's wanted to help pay off debt. She's wanted to make it so that um, her partner doesn't have to go to work and her partner can, can come home. Uh, a lot of them feel that their partners are better parents <laughs> than they are. And so they want to have their partner home to be able to um, spend more time with the, the kids because the quality of, of uh, parenting they feel from their partner is better, which I think goes to speak about how hard we are on ourselves as moms, because I don't think that that's true at all, but it is the common theme that I've seen. Um, and I've also seen that these women, they usually don't know what they know. They don't understand, like they, they just think that they have this hobby. They just have this thing that they are super interested in, that they're naturally good at, or that they, you know, consume way too much content on. And they don't realize that they could be creating something like that. So I can tell you that if I was in another uh, situation, I wish uh, that I knew before now that I could have been creating a, a brand around serial killers this whole time, right? I could have a podcast, I could have a t-shirt line, I could, you know, have tours where people go and they do these things with me, right? I could have been building that this whole time around something that I am like so weirdly passionate about, weirdly passionate guys. Uh, but there are ways to be able to build, to build businesses and brands around these things. I've seen people build uh, huge audiences around spirituality. I've seen people build audiences around, you know, uh, essential oils and tacos, right? And so there's, I just want people to take a minute and just like think about in your wildest, craziest dream, what would you build a business around? And it's possible because we are in 2020 and the social media platforms that exist, exist. they do exist. So uh, if you were to create something completely random, I took real estate away from you and you couldn't have real estate, Katie. What would you want? What would be your random passion? So definitely music. So yeah. it would be something, yeah, you, you probably could have guessed. Um, right. So prior to having baby, I had a little bit more time on my hands. So I had a little music career. Um, and another passion of mine. And I actually could, I'm thinking of this as you talk and I'm remembering a conversation that we had in the past and you're probably thinking, well, why aren't you incorporating that in your real estate business? Cause you totally could. <laughs> uh -huh, uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. Mind reader over here. 
um, uh-huh. but it would definitely be around music, rock and roll specifically. Yeah. And so guys, if I was to have somebody say to me, my passion is rock and roll. I love to perform. I love to sing. I love to write music. My instant thought is, okay, so uh, you could be writing background music that people could be using for, for their brand. Yeah. Right. If you, if you write music and then you go and you can get somebody with a big audience to use it as background music on their Instagram stories, right. Or, or you're creating music that, or you can even just like sell, right. You can sell, I will write a song that you can use for your brand and it's going to be $1,000, which for many musicians, that would be like, you know, just like someone will pay me that much to write a song uh, or you can sell it for more, right? Like there's so many options. If you end up being, uh, getting somebody like, you know, that's a major influencer to use your music in the background. So many people have had their, their musical careers take off because a famous person used their music as the background music for an Instagram story. Totally. No, I mean, totally. There's such a rabbit hole that you can jump down there. And just as you say that, so I, the musician purchased, I hired somebody to create the jingle. So for mom nation unscripted, the jingle that you hear at the beginning is somebody I bought it from. I didn't do that. You know, um, Same goes with, I have another podcast with my husband because he's a realtor too. And so it's kind of cute, right? Um, And that jingle also purchased that from a different musician. So it's a thing. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you can, you can be creating jingles. You can be creating background music that people can use. Um, You can uh, be creating uh, music that people can be using uh, for, for podcasts, for just so many people are creating so much media right now. And they feel really torn because they want to be able to uh, have really interesting, high quality content, um, but they're they're torn between needing to pay, you know, a, a ton of music to, for royalties for music, right? To be able to be used, um, or they can use uh, free or affordable music, but then it's not sounding unique. It's not sounding like high quality. It's not high vibe. It doesn't match their brand. And so knowing that all of a sudden, uh, if you start to think creatively about how do I monetize my passions, guys, I don't care what your passion is. I don't care if it's the most weird, random thing. I don't care if you're like uh, obsessed with my little pony or maybe your husband's a brony, right? And he's obsessed with my little pony. There are people making money off of creating content as bronies and then running ads on their YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. Or they uh, get spon- you know, paid by sponsors or they get packages sent to them with all sorts of products for them to review in relation to My Little Pony. Right. And I think people don't understand these. You're talking about these affiliate um, relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because there's once you become an influencer and you got a certain following, like then you start having those opportunities. You can, mm-hmm. you know, be an Amazon affiliate. If you write blogs and you, you know, suggest like, we know somebody who writes a vegan blog. Well, maybe if one of the recipes is needs a certain cookware or something like that, you know, maybe you're an affiliate for whomever offers that. And you can start mm-hmm. racking up your affiliate relationships. Can you not? Yeah. I mean, you absolutely can. So, um, so honestly, just in the past month, I've had three different companies reach out to me, asking me to be an affiliate for their companies. 
Um, and so um, I think one of them was like natural product guys. I don't even have a huge audience, right? You can, if you focus on just growing an audience, monetize and sell to like easy, go for it. I, I have a different direction, more interested in the quality of my audience than the, the size. Um, but when it comes to that, like I have 1200 followers on Instagram and I had a, a natural product company reach out to me and ask me to be an affiliate for them. Um, I only have on a different Instagram account, I only have 156 followers. And because of the quality of my selfies, a jewelry company reached out to me and asked me to be a, an affiliate for them on that account. They didn't even have my account with over a thousand people, right? Um, and so understanding that, that, that then I can just like promote their, their jewelry and my link forever uh, using these selfies and using these pictures, you know, it, it might just be a few bucks at a time, but those few bucks uh, of extra income that's something that uh, that can pay for an organic artichoke instead of a regular artichoke. Okay. Exactly. And I think what's really important and something that I've incorporated a lot in my life that people maybe don't necessarily think about right away um, mm -hmm. is that couple of bucks from those affiliate links or whatever can buy you that organic artichoke and you toss a couple of bucks toward an investment at that point and your investment grows and maybe eventually you're able to buy a, a house a property um, mm -hmm. that you can rent out and now yeah. your investment is starting to not only pay for itself but it's starting to give you some cash flow as well and i think a lot of people don't you got to have a plan right i don't think a yeah. lot of people necessarily think with that on the forefront like even if it's one dollar a week twenty dollars a week whatever it is start stuffing it toward an investment that's going to make your money work for you. Um, you know, at this point, my husband and I own four properties. We live in one of them. We rent out three of them. I didn't have to start doing that, you know, back 10 years ago when I started doing that, I could have just blew all my money. Um, but I didn't do that because I was thinking with investment and getting my money to work for me. And so, you know, I think that a lot of times we get really excited. We get a check. We're like, oh, we can go get this. I've always wanted this. Let me go get my nails done. And then all of a sudden it's gone. I would challenge people to look at that check and think of it in terms of half and take 50% of that and put that toward, like Sherry said, your legacy. Because I mean, really, I don't want to work forever, but I certainly don't mind my money working forever. You know? Yep, absolutely. Can I? Can I jump in on that too? Because number one, what Beth said, I think that we, especially as moms, I think we minimize, minimize a lot of like what we're good at or what we contribute to the family. And so I think that we see that not only in our own family, but when it comes to opportunities that we could do, that we could jump in on. Like Beth said, like, oh, I love crime and I love tacos, but I don't think that could work for anything, you know? So we minimize that. And then the other thing that Katie said, which reminded me of the post I shared, and I know you commented on it, Katie. So I'm going to read this. It says, you'll watch an entire Netflix series, even when the first episodes are slow, just because someone told you it gets better. But what if you looked at your goals like that instead and watched your life get better? So, so often, and I work in coaching and developing um, 
people who join my team. And it's so easy for people to get discouraged and say, I'm not good at this, or, you know, maybe I shouldn't have done this. They're so quick to jump off instead of really fighting and working towards those increased goals. Like it might be a dollar a week right now, but that dollar a week is not what you had last week before you started. So why are we always quick to look at the negatives instead of the silver lining and the positives of, hey, I didn't have this dollar a week before I started this journey. And then now working towards $2, $3 and climbing up, you know? Yes. I love that, Sherry. Um, Huge point. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's definitely something that I've seen so, so, so many times is that people, uh, as soon as they start to hit these obstacles, they, they convince themselves that, you know, I've been scammed. That one drives me crazy. I've been scammed. Um, you lied to me or, you know, just, just these different things of, no, I did not promise you this would be easy. Like switching from a, uh, you know, an employee mindset and switching into an entrepreneurial mindset where you do pursue passions, where you do chase what you want, you're going to go it, through that season that sucks. It sucks so bad. And you are going to be convinced that you've been lied to. You're going to convince that people are con artists. You're going to be convinced of all of these things. But if you can set that doubt aside and keep pushing through, you're going to start to reach the point where you start to see these different signs that, yeah, you know what? This actually is starting to work. And it requires so much self-awareness, so much like course correction and admitting to yourself, like, I'm the, I'm the reason that this isn't working and I have to fix it. And if I don't fix it, uh, this, I'm never going to, I'm never going to get better and I'm never going to be able to buy that organic produce. I'm never going to bring my spouse home. I'm never going to, uh, you know, bring us to that, that nicer house or that, that neighborhood that we actually want to live in, those sorts of things. Um, but all of that self-reflection is so painful that most of us avoid it. Um, go ahead, Sherry. I was going to say, and the employee mindset, it's so funny because I'm still an employee, right? Um, but when people change their perspective, people work as an employee for someone else for years and years and years without getting a pay increase, right? And that's okay. They're just on this little hamster wheel trying to get that promotion for years. But when we look at, you know, other businesses, side hustles, and they're making small jumps, you know, they, they bring in that negative aspect or I can't do this. I was scammed. Um, but they were willing to work their tail off at work for someone else to, you know, hopefully get a couple pennies increase in five years, six years, seven years. Um, so I think that in America, we have a really big problem with that employee mindset. And it's very hard for us to get out just because that's all most of us ever know. And to be honest, if it was easy, everybody would be an entrepreneur. It's not easy. It's, it's not. not, it's not. And you know what? Uh, so one of the things that uh, I run into in the coaching industry is that people start to think that like coaches have scammed them, coaches have tricked them, coaches have like stolen their money, right? It's, it's very common for people to feel that way. Uh, and the reality is, is that like, it, it, they, uh, people go into it thinking that coaches are gonna hand them a, a silver bullet. No, they're gonna hand them accountability. They're going to hand them 
um, support. They're going to hand them certain things that are going to make it easier, absolutely. But it's still work. It's still hard. And people end up reaching this point. And, and I actually tell my clients this. Uh, I'm actually very, very happy when they come to me and they're super angry at me that they think that, you know, I scammed them. And I'm like, yes, you finally get it. You finally get that I can't rescue you and that this is on you. And you are the only person who is going to make this happen. And you can't rely on me to, to fix this for you. You're right. I didn't hand you a silver bullet and I'm still not going to because there is no silver bullet. You are the silver bullet. You are the silver bullet. Work is the silver bullet. Showing up day after day after day when it sucks and, and correcting your course along the way. That's the silver bullet and it sucks figuring that out. Exactly right. And I love what Sherry said about, hey, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Um, because that's totally true. And it's, it's a hundred percent not easy. And oftentimes I'll, I'll run into somebody, you know, a new friend or whatever. And they'll be like, so real estate is like commission only. Like you only get paid when you sell something. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been commission only since I was 21 years old. I'm 41 years old. So for the last 20 years, I've been working for myself commission only. And let me tell you, I would not go back ever, not because, and it's not even the, the obvious things like, oh, well, you wouldn't, of course, you get a flexible schedule. Oh, well, you wouldn't, of course, there's no ceiling in real estate, you know, that kind of thing. But what it really is for me, and you guys will laugh because you know I'm a control freak. Um, what it really is for me is I lose control when I go work for somebody else. So now, my life is dependent on their decisions. My life's dependent on what happens to them and their life. Like I'm no longer in the driver's seat. Yeah. And I had to I, hire employees because I got sick. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. So you see, and so now, you know, what are they doing? Cause they're, and you know, I don't know who they are and we don't have to get into those specifics, but now they're just moving on to another job that is going to be in control of them again. And, you know, people will say to me, well, doesn't, you know, real estate sometimes get slow. Yeah. And that's up to your entrepreneurial mind to not spend all of your money and you're saving for investments and you're also saving for when business is slow and whatnot. So these are the, this is the plan that you have to have. You follow that plan and you live within your means. Okay. That's hard for a lot of people, but within your means or below your means, preferably. And all of a sudden it's less stress because you're in the driver's seat. You're the one that's making the decisions on the other side of the coin. If you fail, it's on you, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and the other thing, guys, is, is maybe you're somebody and you're thinking, well, I'm not entrepreneurial and I'm not somebody that uh, really wants to build a brand. I don't want to be seen online that way. That's fine. There's other ways to make money. Uh, you know, you can think about what are the things that Katie needs because Katie has to hire people. Katie has to work with people in order to create what Katie needs. So start thinking about what, what can I do? with my skills, with my talents, that would be beneficial to entrepreneurs because entrepreneurs are, are people that are willing to invest. Um, you know, you, you have to be willing to invest either time or money and realistically both. <laughs> um, it's, it's either, uh, you know, if you want to invite, invest a little bit of time, then you're going to invest a lot of money. If you want to invest a little bit of money, you're going to invest a whole lot of time. And 
it's going to be a longer path to, to get there. And so you have to, you know, weigh out those risks, those benefits and figure out which, which is which for you. Um, but there are other things, you know, uh, so as I've been looking at what am I going to do when it comes to school for my kids, my daughter really wanted to do homeschool and I wanted something that would give her more social aspects. And so, you know, we're doing Prinda. Guess what guys, like, as long as you don't have like a criminal record or anything bad like that, you can become a Prenda teacher too, if you're in the state of Arizona and Prenda teachers, um, you know, you work. 16 to 20 hours a week and you can make two to three grand just off of this class. And that would be enough to make it, make it so that you can have that organic produce, right? Or you can double up your classes and you can make four to five, you know, yeah, four to six grand, somewhere in that range. And that would be so much for a family that like you're just looking to add a few hundred bucks, you know, to your, your income. And so there are options that do take a, a, out some of the um, scariness of, of having to have a personal brand, um, but where you can still add income while being a mom. And I can tell you that like, especially this year uh, with Brenda, there are, um, there are far, far, far more students uh, needing classes than there are guides. And so knowing that that option exists, like, please, understand this is not about somebody being a have versus a have not this is a case of these options exist for all of us and it's up to you to reach your freaking hands out and grab the opportunities that are in front of you open your damn eyes because they're there amen a hundred percent there and i love what you said about find a busy entrepreneur and figure out what it is that you can do for them so personal assistant anybody like right. i could use one of those <laughs> right <laughs> you know what i mean go run um, my errands yep mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or, and I, will, uh, I will vouch and say katie is an amazing boss been there done that love her yeah and and you know i have an assistant who she she's willing to be flexible with me like she does some of the the vas type stuff you know she does the the tech and she does the administrative stuff but I said to her one day I was like oh I really need to organize my house and she said do you want me to come help you and so we're using her hours doing that right like think about think about like what is it that you enjoy doing because there's somebody who needs it there is somebody who needs it and there are people who are willing to pay for whatever it is that you, that you can deliver um and you know as you mentioned Katie, like, think about what it is that somebody that like Katie needs. Um, also be willing to think long-term. Let's suppose that, that, you know, you want to learn from Katie. Well, maybe don't go pitch to Katie that you want her to pay you to learn real estate, but uh, go learn, you know, say to her like, okay, what do I need to learn? What do I need to do? There have been so many people who have gone uh, and, and knocked on the offices of incredibly powerful people. And they've said, I'm going to work for you for free. I'm going to work for you for free to learn what you know. Um, and I will just run and I'll get the coffees and I will do the most mundane things just so that I can be around you. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I do things where I do secretly take on, uh, people who are apprentices basically, right. Where they, they do learn my craft. 
and they do it for free, right? They're doing it for free because what they're going to learn from me can make them hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars. If they Knowledge cannot be taken away from you. Knowledge is quite an investment, right? Sherry, the one with 75 masters is shaking his head. <laughs> yes. Because knowledge really, truly is power. It is. And that's something else that it's not always easy, but if it was, everyone would have it, right? I, I liked something that Beth said though, right? Not only um, just following, right? Like I learned so much from Katie that not only helped me in that career and that point of life, but now has led to us being investors like Katie, right? Like I always soak up everything I can from Katie and Matt because they're brilliant. And when I was a single mom, like 10 years ago, if you told me that I would own multiple homes, yeah, right. I would have laughed at you. And so I was barely making it by at that point and go back even further. When I got out of the military, I was struggling. I was a single mom and I was barely making it. So again, you guys, you obviously can come up from no matter where you are, no matter what your level, um, you know, I didn't always have this education backing me, but there's so many companies like Beth said that you can still work for yourself, that you could still have the ability to make money from home with your kids on your phone, whatever you want to do, however you want to do it as much or as little time invested as you want. You don't need a million degrees. You don't need anything to do some of these options out there that are virtual. And as we all know, now through quarantine, so much can be done virtually, you guys. People are shopping more and more online. So look at the options out there. No one's gonna hand it to you. It's going to be work. But sometimes you just need to take that leap of faith and dream big and dream hard. Yeah, and I, I, as you were saying that, my instant thought, you know, of, of past Beth, what would past Beth be thinking about what Sherry just said? Well, I'm not surrounded by people like Katie. I don't have people like Katie in my life. Guys, guess what? Yes, you do. You have so many people in your life, I'm positive, that can help you with these things, but you're not surrounding yourself with them. You're not putting yourself in the place where you're not like, yeah, maybe you do have to go put a few hundred bucks in to go join a networking group. Maybe you do have to do something crazy and, and, and go pay thousands of dollars to a coach that's going to change the path and trajectory of your entire life because they change how you think. And it's worth it. It's worth it. If you can actually start surrounding yourself with the right people, the, I would wager, this is something that is not founded by any data. Uh, there, there's no foundation of, of data or science or, or statistics that I have on my hands that supports this, but I would wager that if you looked at the people who surround you and you started to put in more people that are focused on creating income, that are focused on creating abundance and focused on creating wealth, you're going to completely change your income. They say that your network is your net worth. And, and it really is like the, the, the mindset of people around you is going to make it so that you either can make so much money in your life or it's going to keep you broke. I had a director once about 10 years ago tell me, um, he said, eagles do not 
block with chickens and I laughed so hard. I thought it was funny, but it makes so much sense. If you want to soar, if you want to get off the ground, if you want to make moves, you can't surround yourself with people that don't want those same things. Surrounding yourself with people that have aspirations, goals, and will work hard is what's going to fester that in you and motivate you as you go on your journey. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, well, I can talk about this for like three months straight, but I'll spare you all. So, uh, Katie, what's yes. our big crazy dream that we're working on creating here? It's so cool. And I'm so excited about it. You guys, um, it's, it's going to take a little bit of work to get there, but us three ladies, we know what work is like, so we're fine with that. Um, we are looking to create what we call a mom yoon, and that is basically a resource center. I guess center is a good way um, of describing it, and it could even consist of housing. That's really our big dream is to, is to have housing. So it's basically for moms that are transitioning into becoming single moms. For whatever reason that is, the reason really doesn't matter to us. Um, it's just the transition that's important, and that's what we want to help with. Um, maybe they are coming into becoming a single mom, and they've got um, you know need to have their resume redone and updated. Maybe have some tips on interviewing. Maybe they need um, a professional outfit to wear to their interviews. Um, maybe they need some mental health help. Maybe they need some addiction help. Maybe there's an addiction in there that needs to be gotten rid of. So then that way we can move forward in life. Lots of things um, are needed by single moms. And it's a variety of things, right? Like I was raised by a single mom and what she could have used at the time she became a single mom could have been different than what Sherry could have used. So that's why we're looking at having a variety of resources. So no matter what at what point in life you're in, you can still benefit from these resources. And it's not something that we're looking for moms to stay in forever and ever, right? It's just come on in, benefit from the resources, get back on your feet, get moving in the right direction and, and, and off you go. Um, and you know, in comes the next one. So looking to create what's called a mom yoon. Again, it's like a resource center, hopefully going to also include housing. That's our big goal, our big dream. And the way that we're going to get there, Beth, because we have a plan, don't do we not? We have a plan. We have lots of plans. Yes. <laughs> plans are important <laughs> when you're wanting to uh, achieve a goal. So the way that we're going to get there is to gain as many followers as we possibly can. So that way we can start making these relationships that we need to have, speaking of relationships and who you surround yourself with, right? So we need to form relationships that um, will help us bring the mom yoon into fruition. And we wanna start here in the Phoenix, Arizona area first, because that's where we're based. Um, and that just seems like the most logical place to start. But our big dream is to have it in every major city across the country. I'm so, so excited to see that happen. Me too. And we really are asking if you would all please just do us a quick favor and like, subscribe, follow on any platform that you love to listen to this podcast on. We like iTunes in particular, but there's a problem with iTunes I learned from non-iPhone users. Can they, they need to go through a different program perhaps to download the show. Yeah. So mm -hmm. go ahead. Cause yeah, you're a non iPhone users. 
Yeah, I'm an on iPhone user. I'm one of those. Um, so you need to <laughs> you need to uh, use uh, you can use Spotify. You can use Google Podcasts. There's there's lots and lots of different ones. Um, but you actually can just go on your computer and go to iTunes and do it there. If you can do that for us, we really, really appreciate it because um, iTunes is the most popular podcast platform. And so uh, the getting the rate, the ratings, the reviews, the subscriptions on that platform actually helps us reach more people than if you're using it on, on different platforms. So, but so also, there can we just point out that that helps because it helps spread the word to other moms that might be in need. And so even if it's not something that you think you would need right now, we never know what's going to happen down the road years to pass. But um, also you may find a friend or someone that needs a resource and you would have that. Um, but more likes, more subscriptions also means that Google and all of these other SEO platforms are going to push it out and distribute it to other moms who may need that as well. Right. And I mean, we're offering, um, I mean, we're on season three, so we're offering quite a bit of content here, um, but also looking for followers because really, like Beth said, with her Instagram of 120 people, she's already getting you know, those that want to build a relationship with her and work with her. And I think that the only way that we're going to get there is through the help of a lot of people to achieve our goals. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the more people that we have, uh, you know, following and downloading and, and uh, accessing these podcasts and joining in the Mom Nation community, the more that we can have sponsors uh, that actually take Mom Nation as seriously as they should. And these sponsors then make it so that uh, we're able to be able to fund things like the mommy so we need you guys help please please help yeah. <laughs> all right ladies well it's been fun as usual oh uh, i love this one thank you guys so much for letting me rant of course thank you thank you bye bye Moms with aspiration, moms are inspirations, moms in circulation, moms at their workstations, bump, 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 they make a nation, bump, this is a mom nation.